Welcome to Lowcast from the Nordics, a podcast from DLA Piper. Today's topic is China, how to help companies to do business and make investments in China, and how DLA Piper can help the Chinese to operate and cooperate with the Nordic countries. My name is Erik Wall, and with me here in the Oslo studio is Mr. Kåre Oftedal in Stockholm, Sweden, Marianne Ramel in Copenhagen, Denmark, Ilone Moyal, and in Helsinki, Finland, Mr. Petri Morelius. All of you are responsible for the DLA Piper Chinese desks in the Nordics. And Kåre, DLA Piper is one of the largest and longest standing international law firms operating in China with over 26 years of experience on the ground. What benefit will your clients have from that experience and knowledge? Well, I guess that uh, actually uh, the answer lies uh, within the question. Obviously, experience and knowledge obtained through 26 years uh, is of benefit of our clients who need assistance in China. I think it's also important to, to say that we haven't only um, had experience through those years, but we have also built out our, our practice in, in China. And uh, we have now over 200 lawyers uh, in China. And we have three offices uh, situated in Beijing, Shanghai and Hong Kong, all being very important business areas. Um, I think also I want to add that many of our uh, Chinese colleagues have experience uh, from other countries such as US and uh, European countries such as uh, England and, and Germany. So they are well familiar with, uh, with Western expectations. Marianne in Stockholm, what would you say about what your clients can expect? I think Kåre, what he's mentioned is absolutely correct, but I would also like to add that we both have lawyers locally in the Nordics who know the Chinese market very well and who speaks fluently Mandarin. And then we have our colleagues in Beijing and Shanghai who support us in being able to provide the latest developments and knowledge in order to succeed in the Chinese market. Uh, I think, you know, it's important to know that in the Nordics, we have a China desk in each Nordic location and we can provide 24-7 advice to the client. While it's nighttime in China, we can continue to deliver advice to clients in the Nordics and vice versa. But Marianne, uh, I think you are being uh, modest because uh, as I've heard, uh, you speak uh, Mandarin fluently yourself. Thank you very much. I've been studying Chinese since 1988 when I went to China the first time. It's, uh, I spend a lot of time studying Chinese, but uh, I love it. It's a fantastic language. Lone, in uh, Copenhagen, what kind of services do you offer to Nordic companies who want to invest, establish and develop in China? Well, in essence, we provide advice to our Nordic clients, uh, which takes into account all the necessary aspects for doing business in China. Besides merely monitoring the regulatory development, we also provide insights into the political system, the government structure, the business etiquette and the culture in China. And that's, a, that's an imperative to success in China. Marianne, again, what are the main challenges when operating in China? Well, one should not hide that there are many challenges in China, but it's also the challenges that which, which makes China so much more interesting, which also gives you many opportunities. When it comes to foreign investments in China, certain industries are more difficult for foreign companies to invest in. This restriction needs to be addressed. And also, it's heavily administrative burdensome to do business in China. The barriers to entry to Chinese markets are high, and these need to be addressed. Even if there are challenges, Chinese market cannot be ignored. 
Uh, I sat on a panel with one of, of uh, the China CEO for one of Sweden's largest paper and personal hygiene companies. He said something during our panel discussions, which I think is extremely interesting. He said, China is a must-win marketplace. If we're going to stay as number one in the world in what we do and produce, then we must become number one in China. This is so true. The good news is now that China's President Xi Jinping has joined the BOA Forum, which is the equivalent of China's Davos. He has announced uh, that China will further loosen up the grip on the Chinese manufacturing industry for foreign investors, particularly involving cars, but also furthering up uh, the, in the financial sectors for foreign investments. Just to give you an example, at the moment, a foreign company can only own 50% of the equity in a joint venture involved in Chinese car manufacturing. This will be abolished by 2022. So we see a lot of promising moves in China. Petri Morelius, uh, what are the main challenges uh, from from your perspective in, in Helsinki? Uh, for us, it's, um, it's of course to... to, to um to get the, the uh, knowledge of the Chinese companies and, 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 and do the marketing and, 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 uh, and then uh, integrate with our Chinese colleagues in China in order to, to get the inbound, um, uh, inbound uh, business from, from China and clients. And, and also then to, to spread the knowledge uh, of, the, of our DLF Piper firm and of our Nordic uh, knowledge of the China market. And I see that as very important. So it's a lot of footwork. And I think that the, this podcast uh, is also a, a good opportunity to, to enhance this opportunity. I'm sure that many of our listeners uh, have noticed a big news story recently here in Norway about a big Chinese company winning a contract in Norway for building a bridge. Please fill us in on that story, Koide. Well, I think at least that uh, story is an example of how it can go wrong uh, when we're not only Chinese, but foreign investors entering into new market do not maybe do the preparatory work and and uh, and, and uh, join up with uh, advisors at an early stage. This was an, a Chinese construction company who was in a bidding process, tender process for building a bridge in the middle of Norway. Um, and uh, they were excluded from that process um, and, and they had not been re- represented by any lawyers in that tender process. We assisted in the appeal process um, and um, by then adding the, 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 the legal knowledge and uh, the local knowledge, we managed to turn that uh, decision around. We were also able then to cooperate with, um, in, in, in this specific case, with First House, uh, also giving uh, political and uh, communication ad- advices. And the clients uh, then allowed to enter into the process again and actually ended up winning the project. Um, as I started off with, I, I think it's just an example of, of a case where you see that it's, it's important to, to cooperate with, uh, with, with the local knowledge from an early stage. Um, Petri, you have also something to add on that story from uh, from Helsinki? Yes, I, I would like to add that uh, we see in all Nordic countries um, several Chinese companies interested in, in EEG projects such as infrastructure and renewables due to low energy barriers and major stable economies. To mention some Finnish projects, 
Borea Bioref Pulp Mill Biorefinery Project in northern Finland. Kaidi Finland's second generation, generation uh, biomass plant for renewable gasoline and diesel uh, project also uh, in northern Finland. Plants on Arctic Sea Railway through Norway to Finland and a tunnel from Helsinki region to Tallinn, Estonia, in which all projects Chinese ventures are involved. Lone, we, we see a... Uh the start of a, a trade war uh, between the United States and China we we have a tense situation uh, what what impact uh, does this situation have on 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 the, the your your capability of running business with China well i wouldn't be that concerned generally because uh, the nordic countries have historically um negotiated vast number of investment protection treaties with with China um, and uh, the Nordic countries are known for for their liberal trade and investment policies and um, in order to uh, to ensure that uh, the Nordic countries were actually among the first countries to negotiate bilateral investment treaties with China back in the early 80s and the treaties that ensure mutual promotion and protection of investments. So, uh, so in terms of trade war, I wouldn't be concerned. Marianne, uh, are you concerned? No, I, I, I must say something. I'm a little bit of a different view, and I think there are other people out. I think this is not about trade, and I don't think it's about Trump. I think this is all about, you know, getting... Um, I say they, they need to try to achieve a change in the Chinese economy and industrial, industrial policies, because at the moment, as we said before, it's very difficult for foreigners to to invest in China. The barriers are very high. While actually investing in the Nordics, Europe, or the US, the investment barriers are quite low. There is no reciprocity. So I think actually this is all driven in order to make a change in the Chinese economy and industrial policies. Thanks to Marianne Ramell, DLA Piper Sweden, Lone Moyal, Denmark, Petri Morelius, Finland, and to Kåre Oftedal, DLA Piper Norway, with me here in the Oslo studio. My name is Erik Wall. Thank you for listening. <laughs>